0: Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back guys. Today's show features free birthing mama, Sarah, sharing her three births. Her first two girls were born in the hospital with a private midwife, completely straightforward and somewhat fast. When she fell pregnant with her third baby, she took the approach of tuning into her intuition and being mindful of how she felt throughout her pregnancy, never really feeling the need to call on anyone and ultimately deciding to free birth at home. Sarah takes us through how she handled any fears that arose and how the prodromal labor she experienced leading up to her birth made her question whether she was in real labor. A beautiful journey for you guys today. Enjoy. Hi, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hello, I'm so
1: excited to be here. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I live on the Sunshine Coast Beautiful. Um, and I have my husband, Marcus, who is a circus performer. So he's traveling with a circus at the moment that is so cool yes <laughs> and then i'm so i'm half the week with our three daughters so we have echo she's three and a half leaf is two and then loki here who we just birthed is three months
0: beautiful name <laughs> so unique as well yeah so did you plan your pregnancy with the girls
1: we did not oh All you of, did? no <laughs>
0: All three were surprises, yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> and how was your pregnancy with them?
1: Um, they were all very straightforward. Um, yeah, great pregnancies aside from the first one. Well, first trimesters are pretty rough for me yeah. with morning sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but aside from that, they're really breezy. <laughs> That's
0: so good. How amazing. Yeah. So do you want to just touch on your first two births and then we will jump straight into your journey to free birth?
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So my first two births and were very similar. Um, I hired the same midwife for both. So I hired a private midwife um, who does home births or she can come to the hospital with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of in between Australia and America at the time, so we decided we'd take her to the hospital with us as we didn't know where we would be living. Yeah. Um, yeah, so both very similar, straightforward. I went into labor in the evenings mm-hmm. and we went to the hospital and within an hour they were born and oh, then we went home. You're joking. Yeah. <laughs> And how far along were you with the girls? So with Echo, 41 weeks, and with Leaf, 41 and 4. Perfect. Yeah.
0: So I guess you couldn't really consider home birth then if you didn't know where
1: you are going to live. I I wanted home births really bad, um, but I guess I just wanted that to be – Because we were um, dealing with visa situations too. I just wanted one less thing to worry about basically. So I was like, all right, at least uh, I know where we're going. I have my own midwife. And it was so straightforward that we didn't see any of the hospital staff. So it was just my midwife that I knew. Yeah. So
0: what was the inspiration then to go down that path to free birth your Mm. baby?
1: So very early on, so again, another little surprise (laughs) baby there. (laughs) Um, And I just, this time I just didn't feel like I wanted to call anyone yet Um, because, of course, I had my beautiful midwife. Mm -hmm. And then the message was very clear. I don't know if it was coming from Loki or not, but it was very clear that I just did not feel like seeing anybody. So I thought, so that was probably about three months in. And then I thought if at any point – so I'll just run with this and if at any point I want to call her or, you know, find a midwife, we'll have a home birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have quite a few girlfriends that have free birthed. Yeah. So it was kind of in my realm of consciousness, whereas the first few times I had no idea it was even an option. Yeah, so I went with that and then as the pregnancy went on, it was just very clear that I felt – that I did not need to see anybody I did not want to see anybody I felt very healthy and confident yeah Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) and had you done any research or reading at this point or were you kind of just following your intuition as you went along
1: At that stage, it was definitely just trusting my instincts. And then later on, when I started telling people, they thought I was extremely crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So then I started to read some books and, uh, yeah, talk to more women, surround myself with more more women who had had wild pregnancies and free Mm birth and i basically just spent that time building my confidence in what i already knew was the right path yeah yeah. It definitely
0: helps as well yeah. when you've had women around you who can lead the way because you're quite close mm-hmm. with Natalie and she yes. was at your birth, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. <laughs> she's amazing. I love she her. was great. And she's been on the show as well. Yeah,
1: I listen I did I listened to her as well. I was pregnant. Oh
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah. What a bonus having women like that in your circle.
1: Absolutely. So yep. at
0: any point did you feel any fear come up and what were some of the things you did to work through those fears?
1: Yeah. So there were definitely times throughout my pregnancy that I did feel fear and I did think, what on earth am I doing? You know, Mm -hmm. why, why am I doing this? Um, and often that would be after someone else had expressed concerns for me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a fear that I was feeling. Um, but yeah, there were a few people close to me that of course were, concerned because it was, um, very different from what everyone else does during a pregnancy and something that I think it was Nat told me about, and this really, really helped me was when I was feeling fear about these things, I would sit down and I would write down all my fears that I had, whether it be for the pregnancy or, um, the birth that was coming up I would write down what I was afraid of. So if it was, I'm afraid my baby's going to be breech then I would write down or I would find out what we would do for that situation if we had a breech birth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was well informed of things um, to do should they arise during birth. And then I realized, okay, that's not so- actually something that I'm afraid of at all because I'm confident to birth my baby breech or posterior or, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely writing down the fears and then crossing them out and writing down um, what you would do if that situation should arise. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that helped me a lot. So how far
0: along do you think you were when you went into labour?
1: So I roughly knew, I guess, when we conceived, so I kind of went off that, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't concerned. I was happy for the pregnancy to go on, you know, however long it needed to go, mm-hmm. I was guessing my baby would come around 41 weeks just because my other girls did. So yeah, when I guess I had this time, it didn't happen the other two times. I had a lot of prodromal labor, mm-hmm. which feels like labor's building and then it just turns into nothing oh,
0: how annoying is it
1: <laughs> I know so I thought yep this is it she's coming and I was so anxious for her to come mm. this time because we were free birthing you know at the end everyone was kind of yeah. waiting to see so I was like all right I just want to get this done now like <laughs> you can come yeah um but how long was the prodromal labor for oh it probably started about two weeks before but then it was only about three times okay um so looking back I think what my body was actually doing was trying to shift her because she was her head was she was kind of diagonal and her head was sitting in my left hip bone okay kind of in my left hip area Mm -hmm. um so I had a few times of that, and even one night I texted Nat, and I was like, "All right, this might be it." And then after that, it just completely disappeared. Oh, bugger! Yeah. <laughs> so there was that, um, but then I guess the night, so the evening before she was born, mm-hmm. so I was forty-one weeks exactly. Had a guess. We went for a big walk around our neighborhood and we got back. And for the first time I felt, I knew that her head was center so that she was out of my hip and she was center. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, like maybe, maybe tonight's the night, but I had envisioned the whole pregnancy that she would be arriving just before the sunrise. Yeah, okay. So I thought, oh, well, you know, going to bed that night about 11 o'clock, And I'm like, well, I'm not in labor yet. Maybe tonight's not the night. So I hopped into bed and I couldn't really sleep. And everyone else was already asleep and I was finally drifted off. And then at about, it must have, I think it was about Mm 2.57. So I was dreaming and I felt some sharp pain that was kind of coming into my dream. And that happened twice before I woke up. And I realized that the sharp pain was actually a contraction, Mm. which was really cool. And I looked at the time and it was 2.57. But I was trying not to get excited because I'd had, you know, the predomal labor before. So I was kind of in and out of the bathroom, just wandering around, thinking like, I don't know, it's quite sharp but it's all in the front and what I'd read is, you know, contractions kind of start at the back and then they come around the front. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then I was in the bathroom and I, after quite a strong one, I thought, okay, I better go wake up Marcus now. And for some reason he'd, he'd just hopped up out of bed and he's like, what's going on? So I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm having contractions, oh. but like, I don't know. This isn't it. And he's like, oh, this is it. I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, how do you know? Oh, so he could fully tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he I He's like, like, this is definitely it. <laughs> uh, so he's like, all right, you want me to start filling up the birth pool? Cause we'd had our space set up for weeks. Yeah. Um, So it was already inflated. Um, And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe not yet. Like, who knows? I'm still very, you know, I'm still very conscious. Like, I'm still very here with him. Whereas with my other girls, about two hours before they came, I was very, very internal. Couldn't speak. Um, Yeah, eyes shut just the whole time. But, you know, I was still talking, I was still moving around. I was like, all right, well, whatever, let's go into the lounge room and we'll start getting things ready just in case. So um, I was on the couch and he was just getting the hose set up and I think he started feeling it even though I said, don't worry about it yet. Mm -hmm. So this must have been about 3.30. So I'd been awake half an hour. And I was on the couch, just kind of laboring, still talking to him. Uh, Echo, a three-year-old, she woke up and she came out. And she said, is the baby coming? Mm. I'm like, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> she was very excited. And she just sat next to me and watched me while I labored a bit. And we talked in between contractions. And they were definitely getting more intense. And at this stage, it felt quite pushy, oh, okay. which I was surprised about. Mm. Um because I was still very aware of everything going around. So with all my births, I've had the fetal ejection reflex. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I started to get a bit worried that I'm like, hang on a minute. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling pushy already. What? I'm like, surely not. Surely we still have two hours. Wow. I, I, I was guessing we still had about two hours. Yeah. It must have – so I must have been on the couch about 20 minutes and then – little leaf came out as well which I was very surprised the girls actually woke up because we were still quite quiet at that point um and they really wanted to be a part of the birth uh so it was really nice that they woke up and came out and leaf I wasn't sure how she would go because she's she was our baby at the time. Mm-hmm. But she was great. She was very excited. She said, Oh, the baby's coming and she just sat and watched me just like Echo did and they kind of helped they helped Marcus get the pool ready. And then yeah, so at a guess about three fifty my water broke. Mm-hmm. Um, it absolutely burst everywhere, which hadn't happened for me before either. Leaf was born in the sack and Echo's water was not really noticeable at all when it broke. Oh, so
0: you had an uncle girl?
1: Yeah, That's so cool. She was, yeah, and her labour was the most intense out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So may- maybe that had something to do with it. Because when my water broke this time, it was a huge relief. Yeah, okay. And I've heard other people say that, but I never experienced that before. But it was a huge relief. Makes sense. And at that point, Marcus was like, all right, come on, get you want to get in the pool now? You told me to remind you like, that you'll want to get in the pool. <laughs> Because I was like, not yet, not yet. Anyway, I hopped in and it was not very full at this point, Um, but it still felt really, really nice. And Echo held the hose on my back and Leaf had a little cup and she was – uh, mm-hmm. F- Echo was filling the cup for her, and then she was pouring it on my back. They were so cute. Oh, beautiful. And Echo was saying, "You can do it, mummy. You're doing amazing." Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> she was really sweet. So cute. So you had obviously prepared them for it in some way.
1: Yeah, we all of it. We watched a lot of videos. Um, we talked about birth almost every day, mm-hmm. as in the last few months leading up to birth, because I wanted them to be really prepared yeah. um, they were really really excited to be there and that's another thing I also caught a bit of backlash about was it's it's not going to be as romanticized as you think it is having your children at your birth they'll be traumatized uh, so I thought that was quite interesting because um, you know they'd been a part of the whole pregnancy they were very excited to meet their baby and it only made sense for me to have them there to meet their baby. Yeah. So we watched a lot of positive home birth and free births and we talked about it all the time. They knew exactly where the baby comes from. I told them that I might not be able to talk to them, that I'll make lots of noises, mm-hmm. but I'm listening to them. Um, and I gave them some suggestions of what they can do for me and what they can say to me Perfect. Um, so that they felt like they were a part of the whole thing. And... Yeah, I told them that it's probably going to be in the night. Would you like me to wake you up? And they said yes. I mean, they woke up at the time, of course. They knew. (laughs) Yeah, they knew exactly what (laughs) was going on. Yeah, so they were amazing and that's why I was going to have Nat there to kind of help out because uh you know I didn't know how they were going to handle it ultimately who knows but they were absolutely amazing and they loved it and they talk about it almost every day still
0: how wonderful (laughs) yeah and had you called Natalie at this stage
1: I think Marcus had texted her Mm -hmm. and she said it's funny because she just happened to wake up oh wow she got up to to do something, and then his text came through, and same thing with my friend that was coming to take photos. So they just happened to hop up. I think it was even at like 3 3 3 a.m. or something, oh. you know. <laughs> so I think that's when he texted them, and then he was like, Just come now. Because I was like, No, I was like, It's too early. Like, because I was so worried about labor stalling again. Oh, <laughs> so really? I was like, Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't know, like, because that's what happened last time I texted them when I was having that predominal labor.
0: Oh, so you actually felt Um, like you were that far along when you were having the prodromal labour.
1: Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I really did. So that's, yeah, because I was still, like, it was quite intense at this point, Mm -hmm. but I was still talking and laughing and telling Marcus, you know, to do things. (laughs) So I thought I'd still got. You know, two hours. But then, when my water broke, after that, I had quite an intense contraction, and I kind of laughed and was like, "Oh, I don't know how much longer I can do this for." You know, <laughs> it was very interesting because it was very different from the other two times, and I have heard that of free births that you can be very aware of what's going on. I guess because yeah. you know, I took full responsibility for my birth so yeah I was really tuned in to what was going on in the room and what was going on with me and Loki Mm -hmm. yeah and I kind of knew where she was at through every stage of the labor Mm -hmm. so after my water broke I felt like she dropped yeah so if my water broke about 40 minutes after waking up and then yeah I hopped in the tub and Probably I had two, two surges. And then I said to Marcus, I can feel the head. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. So he's looking down. He's like, I can't see anything. And I'm like, I can feel the head. I can feel the head. And then the next contraction, I put my hand down and he jumped in. the pool. <laughs> so he jumped in and then I'm like, she's coming. She's coming right now. So her head came out in one contraction Which also surprised me because the other girls, it was kind of a few in and out, you know, stretching. Mm -hmm. Um, But she came down in one and I had my hand on her head the whole time, which was really cool. And then that's when Natalie came um, into our living room and Marcus was like the head's out and she was like you're joking <laughs> like like she left immediately so it'd been like I don't know 20 minutes oh since uh, we told her to maybe come and then Marcus noticed that the cord was draped over kind of around her neck a little bit mm-hmm. so he kind of just asked Nat about that and she was like no no it's fine and then I feel like maybe the time from when her head came out, maybe I skipped a surge it felt like a little bit of a longer wait Mm -hmm. yeah we were just kind of waiting and you know laughing a little bit like here she comes yeah
0: were you fully present in that moment still fully
1: present yeah yeah I was just ecstatic I was laughing and Nat was like oh my gosh you're doing amazing Mm. the girls were like there's a baby (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah and then we just kind of waited and so we didn't know she was a girl at this point, obviously, but Mark was like, all right, here she comes. And he's like, Oh, I mean here, the baby comes. And then the next surge, I kind of had to give a bit of a push that time. Um, I felt like maybe she was having a little bit of trouble twisting, which was fine. Um, But I just had to give a bit of a push. And then she came out and Marcus caught her just like we had talked about, you know, I'd, I'd rather not worry about that. I'm happy for him to catch all the babies. (laughs) And, yeah, the cord was kind of wrapped around her body a little bit, over her shoulder, and he just unwrapped her and handed her to me. And I think that's when uh, my friend who was taking photos kind of walked in. (laughs) Oh, it was just incredible. We were so excited. And so that was – an hour and fourteen minutes after I woke up, wow! That she was in our arms, unbelievable. <laughs> so yeah, we sat in the pool for a little bit. Um, so I was just holding her, just laughing. We're all the room is that it just. The energy in the room just felt incredible. Yeah. The girls were so excited to have a little sister and they jumped in the pool <laughs> with Beautiful. us. So we're all in the pool. And then, yeah, we we're probably in there for five, 10 minutes. Um, and at this point, yeah, so it's 4.14 when she was born. Mm-hmm and it's just crazy because the whole time I said she wanted to be born just before sunrise. And at that point, I think the birds started chirping and I couldn't believe it. Um, wow. So we all hopped out and hopped on the couch and probably 10 or 15 minutes after that, um, I just said, okay, I think I'm ready to birth the placenta. So I walked into the middle of the room and, uh, i forget who got me the bowl and i just squatted over a stainless steel bowl and the placenta came straight out oh, awesome. yeah and she yeah so she was not attached to me anymore oh, <laughs> it was really really beautiful
0: and did you do anything special with your placenta mm-hmm.
1: so we left her attached probably gosh i don't know maybe an hour an hour or so um And, you know, that's when I just showered, freshened up a bit. Someone made the girls something to eat and we all just sat around talking and laughing. I think I was still in a little bit of shock at how fast she came. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. So we were kind of all talking about that. And then so I had Marcus make me a cord burning box and we decided that we were going to Um, do cord burning which I hadn't done before last time we just cut the cord from the placenta and so we did that because I wanted the girls to be a part of everything so I thought this would be a really nice way for them to help do that yeah it's really beautiful and there's benefits to burning the cord for sure okay cool I haven't
0: heard that
1: yeah so um I think it's it's a kind of a Chinese medicine technique but they say it helps to Send any excess blood back to your baby. Um, It warms the digestive tract ready for life, I guess. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't have to clamp or tie or anything because also in the burning, it sterilizes the end of the cord. Yeah, right. So we burnt it probably, it must have been about six inches from her. So it was still quite long. Mm -hmm. So it takes about five to ten minutes to kind of detach. Okay. Um, it's very smoky. (laughs) We thought the smoke alarms were going to go off at one point, (laughs) but I mean, and a lot of people ask me if it smells, no, it doesn't smell. (laughs) Um, so, and then after it detaches, we, um, just tied it in a knot Mm -hmm. and then it honestly, it dries up within 24 hours, it shrivels and dries up. And then it's just like a normal. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And then I had my placenta encapsulated, which I've done all the times. Yeah. All the other times.
0: So what was that moment like for you when you were able to sort of sit back and take a moment and realize, you know, I've just Mm rebirthed my baby?
1: So it's quite funny, actually, because I guess, you know, a lot of when you have fears during your pregnancy, you know, my friends that had free birth told me once labor starts, everything else just melts away. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have fear. You don't. You're just in the moment, and I guess you know instinct just takes over. Yeah. And it really did. I know that during my labor, I felt nothing but pure excitement, um, no fear at all. And then afterwards, it's it's quite funny actually because you expect it to feel I guess different but it felt so normal yeah like out of all my birth just having your baby at home and just you know for us we started our day having a baby (laughs) (laughs) and it just felt so normal the girls just ran off to play Mm -hmm. Marcus tidied up and we just ate breakfast and we just had our baby Mm. and it was yeah so normal and natural and yeah, it didn't feel like anything extravagant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're just having a baby. So, do you feel like this birth has changed mm-hmm. you in any way?
1: I guess it was more the pregnancy. Yeah, okay. That kind of changed me. Um, I always felt quite, I, ever since having Echo my first, I felt quite passionately about birth because I experienced an incredible birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know that not everybody experiences birth like that. I was quite surprised Most when people and. started telling me, yeah, Especially exactly. in a
0: hospital setting. I mean, you were very lucky to have two yeah. undisturbed births there. Well,
1: that's the thing, and that's why I don't, even really endorse taking a private midwife to the hospital because I know people that have taken private midwives to the hospital and it turned out horrible for them because you still you're still on a time limit Mm. so I was lucky because it happened very quickly so therefore the hospital staff didn't have time to bother us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was quite surprised that not everyone experienced birth that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, so it's where the pregnancy is that changed me a lot and changed a lot of my views, Mm -hmm. um, even about home birthing with a midwife. And obviously, you know, free birth is, I'm not telling everyone to go have a free birth, Mm -hmm. um, because you do have to do a lot of work during your pregnancy um, to kind of get to the point where you are confident to free birth. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess it's the pregnancy that changed me a lot. Yeah, just trusting that my baby was okay and that anything we could kind of deal with after she was born. Mm-hmm um and trusting that my body would give me the signals you know I wasn't against seeking medical help by any means if I felt like I needed to go see somebody yeah. throughout my pregnancy or throughout my birth if at any point I felt like I felt like my intuition would tell me if I needed to go seek outside help yeah of course yeah
0: i mean even just feeling her moving around is a good indicator that she's doing okay
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So just like any pregnancy, yeah, you would know if your baby went a period of time where they're not moving and then you'd want to go get that checked out. I Mm -hmm. felt very energetic. So I felt like my bloods were fine. Yeah, I felt Very healthy. I felt like this was the healthiest pregnancy I had had out of all my pregnancies. So amazing. Yeah. Did you
0: guys have a plan B in place if something had have gone wrong Mm. during your labour?
1: So that was definitely something I tossed up in the early stages of my pregnancy when I was still kind of deciding which route I wanted to go down. I thought, you know, do I get in contact with a home birth midwife, Mm -hmm. someone that would maybe be okay with um having me call them during labor or if they would be able to come check on me during labor because I I've known women in other countries to do that or yeah then my other option do we just go to the hospital so I kind of tossed up between that for a while Mm -hmm. but then I decided that because after I got quite confident and well informed of things to look out for um that are absolute hospital visits it was just call the ambulance Yeah, you know if I really felt like we needed to um then yeah definitely just call the ambulance but that was something I guess that was a fear of mine the biggest fear was kind of going to the hospital without a private midwife mm-hmm. yeah so that was something I was nervous about and it's not something that I yeah ideally wanted to do but in the end I felt confident um Marcus is a very strong support person, so I felt confident in just asking if we needed to go okay. to the hospital yeah, at any time.
0: And I think it's important to note as well, which is something I learned through my interview with Anita mm. from The Midwitch. She said, basically, even if you do have a private midwife, if there is an emergency, the midwife will just call an ambulance.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah.
0: So what advice would you give to any expectant mums out there?
1: So I guess the main thing is, and I feel like a lot of women, you know, stepping into pregnancy or birth don't know that you have choices. Mm. Um, You can decline Everything. Obviously, I declined everything (laughs) Mm. during pregnancy and birth. So you can absolutely decline everything. You are allowed to fire your care provider at 41 weeks pregnant if they're not serving you. Mm -hmm. Um, You really need to make sure that everybody that you plan on having around you during, well, especially during your birth but also during pregnancy, that they are there to serve you, that they are on your side, that you can trust them 100%. Mm percent And if you don't feel like your care provider is on your side, then find someone else. Mm-hmm. And you can do that at any point. Like, honestly, I've known women that at 41 weeks pregnant have fired their midwives because wow. they felt like it's not a good option. Or I, I know even more women that have decided to free birth while they're in labor. Oh. Um yeah, just decided to either not go to the hospital or not call their midwife because they felt like that was a valid option for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, definitely just know that you have choices. At
0: all stages, not just the beginning.
1: Exactly. Yeah, right. Yep.
0: Love that advice. Yeah. And lastly, have you seen anyone be inspired by your journey and go on to free birth themselves?
1: Um, I feel like I have, yes. Yeah, so oh, cool. I have a few because I'm very vocal about it on my Instagram. Um, you know, some people also thought I was crazy about doing that, I'm sure. Oh, who gets But I just wanted, I really wanted women to know mm-hmm. that, you know, there are so many women out there that do this and it's a valid and safe option. Um, and yeah, one of my girlfriends actually uh, was thinking about having a home birth and. She had a private midwife and now I think she's thinking of free birthing. So wow. yeah, she just feels really confident.
0: Amazing! Shows the power of sharing your story. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your incredible journey with thank, us all.
1: Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's
0: the end of the show, guys. I just want to reiterate that I don't share these free birth stories to be like, this is what you must do. It's more like, This is what you can do and what majority of us are capable of. A huge reason I share these stories is to drive home the fact that if you are happy and healthy, birth does not need to be a medicalized event and there are women out there every single day showing us that. If free birthing interests you and you want to know more, Sarah shares some really informative stuff on her page and I'm sure she would be more than happy to answer any questions you may have. Let me know what you think of today's show over on the PBA Instagram and I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.